0: Everybody, to Article 23, the podcast from Moi, all about work and making work absolutely human. Uh, today, we're going to have a little bit of a pre Easter conversation between myself, Sally Wilford, business director down in Adelaide, and James, who is over in New York City, uh, co founder at Moi. Welcome, James.
1: Hi, Sally. How are you doing?
0: absolutely fantastic.
1: (laughs) Greetings from a very, very sunny, warm, burning 18 degrees Celsius here with a 28 degree Celsius day forecast tomorrow. Can't wait. I'm really nervous about not being able to adjust to that swing.
0: Yeah. James is very much acclimatised to the New York weather, his, his Aussie blood has thinned.
1: It <laughs> has. yeah it really has.
0: <laughs> so we are on the steps of our long weekend over here in Australia, everyone for Easter uh, and we thought we would keep our podcast this week very light-hearted, have a conversation together about some of the things that are happening, some of the things that we're seeing. Um, over to you James.
1: Sounds good. Hold on. I didn't ask you. Have you got any Easter plans?
0: Uh, chocolate and match. Chocolate.
1: chocolate. Love it. That is my one mission. And it's a tough mission is to find a hot cross bun here in New York. I know it's pretty easy from about Christmas time um, or before in Australia. You get them anywhere in Coles Woolies. This is a mission. I'm going to go find them on Friday or Saturday and then have a picnic in the park um, uh, for Easter. That's our plan. But oh. it's a different holiday here which is interesting yeah Um, it's
0: it's a niche market the Easter buns
1: (laughs) it is it is a niche delicious market um but I don't know I thought um I'd mention you know what we're hearing from people at the moment and I think it's pretty consistent in Australia um back home and also over here is that everyone is just under the pump um we know you know that's my favorite joke about work is when you're in the lift Um, uh, you know, in any corporate building, um, anywhere. It's like, oh, hey, so I haven't seen you for a while. What are you doing? And I've never heard anyone say anything other than, oh, yeah, good, but really busy. It's sort of like, you know, that's always the going in line. You don't want to be seen as quiet. That's true. But literally at the moment, there's so much hard work going on, so many big projects happening. Um, There's still this ongoing deep care, particularly obviously we work with a lot of people and culture people, senior leaders, boards. Um, They're still navigating COVID-19. It's not done and dusted. I'm still looking at how people work and days of work and work patterns, office, all of that we know. Um, uh, But there's sort of this toll. I feel like there's a bit of an overhang and it's kind of coming into this Easter break a bit. Um, So I'm interested. I hope everyone back home gets to recharge as we go there. it's needed is what I would say. And and
0: I think what I'm seeing is everybody's trying to fit almost like two weeks of work into these very small consolidated days just before the public holidays. And and it's it's almost physically impossible to actually fit all that in. So what we're seeing is everybody getting towards this break in a very, very tired state.
1: Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. And I think it's a tired state um, where we know we need to recharge. I'm hoping people will do it well. We've still got that kind of whole backdrop going on right and it's kind of like oh, there's always an interesting backdrop but we've got obviously what's going on in ukraine and the covid situation that's really really big stuff um to be thinking about and supporting in any way that we can then back home like we talk about these things a lot obviously there's an election and so these things get spoken about too probably more than ever before they're kind of like the battlegrounds but um you know interest rates look like they're going up um pretty much the market definitely thinks that they are. Um, whatever the rate is, we won't make any jokes about that from the week that was, but um, you know, Canada just put rates up here over overnight by 50 basis points. So like rates are going up. That's going to be interesting. Obvi- obviously, Aussies, we love property. We know the unemployment rate's low. We know that there's this kind of cost of living pressure that's always sort of floating, but in, um, with all of that other backdrop is right there. Um, we were talking about the $7 cup of coffee um, <laughs> uh, in our team the other day, which is just unbelievable. Um, hard to get all kinds of things with supply chain and then as we said the the whole election it's sort of like I don't want to talk about any of that we just wanted to say we know it exists we're watching it really closely we're looking at that data we'll keep following it um what what are we seeing people work on though I thought it was worth us kind of covering that for a second
0: um so for what I'm seeing is um locally here actually in Adelaide we've just gone through an election for our state government. So there's yeah. actually a massive refresh and there's a massive opportunity that a lot of them are taking up on looking at their culture. So we always see a shuffle, a shuffle of leaders. And um, We're seeing in the market, and I mean, I don't know if anyone else sees it, but every day on LinkedIn, we're seeing new role, people moving and transitioning and shifting around. And a lot of the people that are doing that in the people and culture space are going into new organizations and wanting to look at their culture. So yeah. we've been approached so many times recently about can you help us do a culture review? We wanna understand what's happening, not just on the sort of uh, surface level, but what's happening deep underneath here. Have we got trust? Are people feeling included and are they thriving versus surviving? Because we've all come out of a survival mode for the past couple of years. Um, so that's where we're starting to, to see the need. Um, yeah. And the, the dashboard, James.
1: Yeah, and I think, I think that that whole idea, like you mentioned a great example, Sally, with the change of leadership kind of at the top in, in South Australia. Um, we see that in organisations though too, right, is change of leadership, got to get, you know, feet under the desk really quickly, hands on things, meeting people, understanding what's going on. Um, definitely, you're going to do that in a really qualitative way. Um, obviously with the culture dashboard that we have, um, that's our quantitative approach to do that, looking at individuals, teams, and in aggregate, the kind of themes that we see, um, people's experience at work. That's a really good way to do that when leaders come straight in. But what we're also finding and sort of why that's so busy for us at the moment, which is really exciting, is you have those sort of events that happen um, that are driving it. So there's the leadership sort of shifting piece, um, which we know happens quite a lot. If people are moving, like you said, then that's obviously kind of a trigger. Um, We're seeing that, Mature businesses that want to do things differently have how to rethink are really looking at that um, quite deeply as well, what they can do differently, how they can respond to things in a changed world and all of the above. So sort of that mature organisation. And then you've got um, different events like where organisations are coming together, whether that's a merger, an acquisition, some other sort of structure of getting people together, um, whether it's in an organisation, corporate government, all of the above. But is basically how you're understanding what's going on with groups of people, how you can go eyes wide in um, knowing how to bring them together in a really I, great I way. I think
0: that that's the bit that I found really fascinating recently is how can you bring two different cultures together seamlessly. Yeah. Now to me, that is there is a very much an art, but for us to be able to look at that and actually forecast what that might look like and the areas that you need to focus on to make sure that you can actually bring those two cultures together is super, super important. And something we love doing.
1: Uh, It's my favorite work. I think it's some of the um, it can feel really challenging, but I think we've got a great approach to do that and we're doing it really well and finding some amazing things out and some patterns and things like that, which are exciting. Um, What about diversity and inclusion? I know that's obviously always like a a hot topic. People want to talk about that. Um, What do you what are you seeing in that uh, at the moment?
0: I think we're, we're seeing people move away from that sort of tick the box diversity bingo card to uh, broader identity. What does that mean? Who are individuals? N is one. You know, everybody's an individual. How can we actually play to their strengths? How can we actually look after them and, and things like that? And then um, more recently, I've seen a lot more discussion about neuroscience. Now, it wouldn't, we cannot yes. go past April for the fact that it's actually Autism Awareness Month. So Mm I wrote an article about my personal experience on my son with autism this week, Uh, but that neurodiversity is a really, really key piece. And what we're seeing is not just an increased awareness of why you need to actually enable attraction and recruitment techniques, but also how can you support perhaps employees who've got children with autism or some neurodiversity of some sort. And equally, there's probably an awful lot of employees out there that are neurodiverse and don't even realise. So when we talk about identity and inclusion, if we focus on the individual, we actually can capture that across an awful lot, a lot more.
1: Yeah, I absolutely would shout out to the article that you wrote um, this week. Everyone needs to read it. It's an amazing um, personal take on your experience with your son um, as well. And then I think your point on neurodiversity and understanding and what we can do, um is is so well made um we know that this will keep evolving but it's becoming a much richer conversation I think of what let's look at what people bring like that's that's what it is it's really important um, it's good that we have these differences that we can bring to light um, there's definitely stuff you have to do and probably differently do what you've done before but you'll get better you'll be better for it
0: um, I mean an example of that as well was I saw um was it Richard Branson ticking the LinkedIn box yep. uh, for dyslexia and I was like, actually, it's a skill and we we need to start talking about those differences as skills and strengths versus deficits. We need to move away from a deficit model very much to the, this is the opportunity. Here's the strengths-based model. This is what it actually means. And here's some of the wonderful benefits that you get when you see that diversity in all its shapes, forms, lumps, bumps, everything. Here's what it looks yeah. like in a workplace.
1: Yeah, I love that. I think that's absolutely fantastic. And what what... Uh, We mentioned one other thing that was uh, key. We've mentioned culture of views, diversity and inclusion. There's one other one that keeps coming up for us at the moment in customers we're working with, and I know you're really close to it. Talk to us about that.
0: Uh, Behaviour at work, respectful (laughs) behaviour, respect at work, whatever terms you want to use, uh, harmful behaviours. Everyone uses very different uh, terms on it, but we're getting more and more people wanting to really go deep dive into their systems, their practices, their processes to really adopt that zero harm, zero tolerance approach. But equally, not just the big stick, talk about how can you be supportive and how can you encourage early intervention, like early conversations, call it out early, speaking up, increasing that confidence. Um, we, We always see an awful lot of people talk about, well, you just need to call it out. And it's never as simple as that. It's actually you've got to build people to have confidence and trust in the systems and processes that they work, that people perceive that there's an outcome, because quite often we don't talk about the outcomes of that. And when a behaviour has impacted an entire workforce or an entire team, super important that there is actually some level of communication about what's happened. You don't have to say all the details of every incident, that's not, but it's actually, you know, a little bit more transparency about what's going on. And, and yeah. taking control of that yourself as an organisational or business rather than uh, tell- just waiting for it to come out in the media or waiting for there to be some public report.
1: Couldn't agree more. And I think that's, you, you touched on it too. The one that always comes up for me, I know we're really um, passionate about it too, is sort of that social load for want of a better description yeah. of like, you know, me saying something, me standing up. Obviously, we think about bystanders, upstanders, allies, all of that. Um, you know sort of in this sphere of work but I think yeah you're right looking right across the system is key here we're getting asked to do that a lot we're finding out some really interesting things the one that I'm always and especially at the moment attuned to where I'm like I just can't get it is gambling and casinos I know we shouldn't talk about it it's a minefield (laughs) get all of that not talking about politics not talking about you know not not picking on any one group or company or anything like that but I'm like when you look at this this is ugly we've got people that are addicted and sick we've got people that are doing highly questionable uh, practices limited accountability you read people at an inquiry that still have their jobs and for me i'm like i just can't can't do it you know we use the pub test or the decent human test and i'm like i'm really question um question these going forward uh it's complicated i know we said we were going to be a bit lighter on the lead up to easter (laughs) in this podcast but I think we've covered some pretty good ground there anyway
0: (laughs) yeah and I think uh, I think what we need to do is share share the load like we know that this is everyone's experiencing it so it's not you're alone you know you're you're having to do all this on your own every single organization is having to carry a heavy load at the moment but it's very important to take a break Your well-being, your safety, your mindset, you've got to have a break. And Easter is this opportunity to take that break right now.
1: I couldn't agree more. And so we've got a few plans. Yours is eat chocolate. Mine's eat hot cross buns. But I reckon that's a good plan. And I look forward to seeing you next week after the break.
0: Excellent. So we are signing off. We wish Mm -hmm. you all a fantastic break, however you choose to celebrate it. Have whatever you choose to eat over this coming long weekend. But above all else, enjoy yourselves, get some sleep, get some rest, and we'll see you after the break.
1: We gotta do the sign off, Sally. It's a big
0: moi from us. us.